This is the Appliance Alliance Podcast, where we are elevating the appliance industry, one podcast at a time. Hey guys, and welcome to the Appliance Alliance Podcast. I am your host with the most equipment. And alongside of me today for his third week in a row, Mr. EJ Magic Mike Johnson. Hey guys, how you doing? Excited to be back. We're going to have a little prattling chat about customers today. Uh, we're going to talk about choosing your customers, uh, different types of customers you look for, how do you treat them, and uh, screening customers and whatnot. Uh Stay tuned. It's going to be some good stuff. Yeah. So uh, tonight started off a little rough. If uh, those of you who've been following along, I am in a utterly different uh, room than any room that I've been in thus far. So uh, that's just a matter of computer errors. TK was going to be on with us tonight, but his computer decided to fight us. Uh, we did figure out what's finally wrong. It only took us seven months and... 20 podcasts to figure out why TK was having issues. Uh, so we'll hopefully get that fixed at the meetup. Uh, so by the time you see this, theoretically it's fixed and all future recordings will be good. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, but yeah, so we were talking on the phone. We had a, we had a nice conversation today about uh, choosing your customers. And we've all had a couple things in the last few days that have really uh, I guess necessitated that or made us think about that. So, um, EJ, you want to, you want to start it off with, uh, the example that you shared today on the phone as, as far as what got your gears going with choosing customers. Uh, are you talking about the post or the one that happened to me today? Uh, uh, yeah, the conversation that we had, um, about the, the customer, trying to buy parts yeah or something yeah like uh so uh you know i i uh i run a appliance repair business it's just me and my wife answers the phone right now we're we're looking for people to uh grow but as of right now it's just us we used to have a uh storefront and we sold parts used appliances and did uh service out of there uh so sometimes we get phone calls still people asking for parts and uh i had a customer Today called and my wife was talking to them and they said, uh, yeah, I'm looking for this heating, heating element. Uh, do you have any? And, you know, she politely said, you know, we don't sell parts. Uh, you know, we have them, but we don't sell them. We uh, only do repairs, uh, service in your home. Uh, here's a number of somebody to call in town where you can get one. And uh, they took that answer. Called back about ten minutes later, and I asked again, "Yeah, do you have, do you have this part, uh, this heating element? Would you sell it to us?" And uh, you know, she again said, "Well, we don't sell parts. Uh, we only do in-home service." So this customer said, "Okay, uh, this is where I live. Uh, when can you come out?" You know, uh, kind of insinuating they they needed it right now because they they had the sense of urgency in their voice for a dryer uh you know we can understand a uh a washer maybe or a refrigerator especially but a dryer you know the urgency just not usually there 
And uh, right now we're uh, we're talking on Tuesday right now, and you know we we offered her Friday because that's the next time we're in that area, and it's not a priority. So she said, "Oh man, Friday, what am I going to do? You know, you can't do it any sooner." And said, "No, Friday's it." Uh, well, how much is it going to cost? And you know, we looked it up. It's a Samsung front load dryer, heating element. And, and you guys that are doing this, you know it ain't cheap. Uh, there, there's a very cheap version of the heater uh, that you can buy aftermarket. But if you're doing the uh, manufacturer and selling your parts at retail or, or slightly marked up uh, and, and blue book pricing, uh, flat flat labor is, is what we do, you know, the, the price gets up there. So I don't like quoting that over the phone, but uh, my wife had told her that she would call her back and called me up and said, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I don't want that customer, you know, uh, because she had already said, well, I looked it up and you can find it on Amazon for $60 or there's one that you can get for $30. Uh, so there's no way this customer is looking for my services. And, and, and our, and our audience just collectively went go. Half of our audience was like, "Yes, you did it. That's awesome. Good job." And the other half of the audience going, "What are you doing? Why are you giving away money?" Right. Yeah. And they're losing their freaking minds right, right now. So uh, I just had to interject with that and, a little and bit. For, there. for those that don't know, that's what we're talking about today. Uh, some of us, uh, when you're starting out, and I've been there too. I'm sure. Zach, to some degree, was to, of course, he's an acquisition. He acquired his business. Uh, so he may not have had the same experiences as some of us building our businesses. Uh, when you're starting off, every customer that calls your phone is your customer. You know, uh, everybody that has an appliance, a, a vacuum, a TV, anything that you can fix, you want that customer. I'm not saying that's the right way, but... That's how hungry uh, new business owners are, just to get some kind of work, get some kind of customer base. Uh, so you take bad jobs, bad customers. And it doesn't it doesn't matter if you if you bought an existing company or you're starting, you're you're gonna go through that because really up until I'm I'm five years deep and up until this <clears> year, I've struggled to find my voice in firing customers or realizing training my staff like realizing that i need to train my staff my team to go that's not our customer what are we doing like why are we even going to that's literally a waste of time and money and it's going to cause headache for you for me for the company like we just we don't it that's that's universal um and if you haven't experienced that pain point yet Right. You're still running and gunning and you're going, well, I don't you know, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to bend over backwards and I'm going to I'm going to win this customer over. No, you aren't. Yep, You're not going to have a good time with it. You're not going to increase your profit. It's not going to be a good use of your time because uh, I'll tell you. I, I, I want to throw out a, a random number, but uh, most of the time you take on one of those jobs, one of those customers, it doesn't end well. It, it turns into uh, you're overpriced, uh, you, you can't satisfy them, uh, you know, 
Why weren't you here right. soon enough? This guy can do it cheaper. This guy right. can this. This guy did so, that. So I'm going to talk a little yeah. bit more uh, technically, uh, a little more intelligently about this and why we're talking about it just for a minute. Uh, and then we'll get back to more of the rant. So uh, I've been studying the E-Myth uh, Revisited and more, uh, more recently the E-Myth HVAC version. Uh, you guys might have heard me talking about it before. But it, it seems to be the closest resemblance of appliance repair. So there are some differences, but you can uh, can actually follow along and, and get the ideas of, of service industry. And, and one of the things that they did in one of the chapters, they talked about customer acquisition. And uh, they had several different uh, types of customers, but two of them really related uh, I really related with uh, one is a transactional customer and the other is a relational customer. Uh, so I'm going to explain to both a transactional customer is one that calls you and uh, wants the job fixed at the cheapest price possible and as fast as possible. They don't care about anything else. They just want it fixed now and as cheap as possible. They don't care who does it. They don't care what kind of warranty you're providing. They don't care uh, what other options or services you provide. They don't care what you look like. Uh, they don't care if you have a background check or nothing. They just want the cheapest job. Uh, those people, go ahead. And let me let me add to that. That is the type of customer with the mentality that the mm -hmm. customer is always right. You are always going to be wrong even when you're right. You are not going to win right. with that type of customer. It's it's you're not going yeah. to win and, with that. And I'll tell you, some of you out there, that's your customer. Those are the ones you want. Uh, but if if you've uh, grown your business to a certain point uh, and you're busy and, and you're not struggling to find work, uh, you're focusing on growing and uh, becoming more profitable and using using your time to the best of the of of its ability, uh, you're looking for the relational customer. The relational customer, for the most part, don't really care how much it costs. They want to know that they can trust you, huh? Within reason. Yeah, within reason. Within reason. You can't you can't rip people off. Uh, you know you don't want to do that. That's not good business. But for the most part, they don't mind to pay a little extra to get a premium service from somebody that shows up clean, professional. They have notifications of when they're going to arrive. They show up when they say they're going to. They uh, are respectful in their house, uh, respect their respect their home uh, and the surroundings, do a quality repair, explain the process before, during, or after, or all of the above, and uh, they're pleasant to be around. That Basically, you're building a relationship, and if you're building a business that you expect to run long-term, you want to have long-term customers that remember the experience they had when you fixed their washing machine and say next time when their refrigerator goes out they know exactly who to call and that's what we're talking about is this customer in my experience had several red flags so uh while we are growing and trying to build a business that is franchisable and one that uh, can grow and and continue on beyond me and my wife uh, 
we are learning to screen our calls. Because I I'm busy. I have a full schedule most of the time. Uh, I'm not desperate for work. Uh, I would rather have meaningful, profitable jobs rather than just random jobs just to go out and do whatever. And that works for some of you. Uh, but this is what we're focusing on. So we uh, had this conversation, me and my wife, and I told her, if you get two or three red flags in the conversation, we don't want them. We got a list of phone numbers and appliance repair businesses on the back of our binder that she uses when she's recording the calls uh, of people that we can recommend. So if they're looking for a part, we send them to this person. If they want to repair, but they want to know uh, how much is a service call, if they ask about the service call fee two or three times, they're probably a transactional customer. If they are in a hurry and unreasonable to uh, accept a scheduled deadline, now again, we're not talking about refrigerator repairs. You know, if, if you can't get to a no cool refrigerator today, then maybe they maybe they ought to call somebody else. Maybe some of them will wait. But we're talking about in general non-priority type repairs. If they need it today, uh, by a certain time or they give you a one or two hour time frame and it's unreasonable to what you got, then pass them on. Pass them on. There's plenty of customers out there. If you're doing quality work uh, at fair prices and you're professional, people will call. You'll get more calls. You got anything, Zach? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that's the type of customer you want. Um, if you haven't raised the price of your service call for coming through their door, do it. Raise your price. Because what's that's going to do? Now, here's the thing. You're, you're going to charge flat rate or blue book or something like that, right? You're, you're, that's, that's going to be who you are. And if you're going for the type of clientele that you want your type of clientele is going to be willing to pay the service call that you set forth to come through the door. Understanding that if they decide to go forward with a repair, however you roll that in, whether it's flat rate, EJ and I both do it in a fairly similar way. If it's $85 to go out and flat rate says that, you know, the labor portion is 80 bucks, it's 165 bucks flat. It's, you know, that's just, that's that, right? So, um, but they're going to be willing to pay that to have you come through their door. If they're not, they're not your customer. Okay. Well, good luck. We hope you can find someone who has a cheaper service call rate, uh, and, and they provide you quality service. Yeah. We, we wish you the best on that. Have a nice day. Click. Right. You're done with them. Okay. If, if you're out there, now that doesn't mean that you can't do it because Justin managed to pull it off. He was doing $25 service calls and he got through the door and he got a lot of customers, but he also knew from years of doing it who wasn't his customer. So if you're new to this and you're still trying to learn who your customer is, figure it out and then be willing to charge accordingly. Okay. Um, some guys do it differently, right? Like they, they, uh, they're the cheapest service call in town. 
They're yeah. the fastest. So you have to do something to set yourself apart. But if you want to be able to, in a, I mean, quick manner, throw out the price shoppers, throw out the customers that are definitely going to be a pain in the butt, raise your service call rate. Raise now, the rate. What would you call a reasonable service charge rate, Zach? I mean, I know it depends on area. Mm-hmm. It really depends on the area. I mean, I'm so we were at 70 and 119 for a long time. Like we were $70 to come out and take a look at any appliance if you were within this radius. We were $80 if you were in a slightly further radius. Uh, and then we were 119 for premium. We moved everything to uh, to $85. Um, and what that did is, because we shrunk our area down, the customers who are within that radius that are willing to pay the 85 to have us come out and service their appliance, <clears throat> oh, yeah. those are the kind of customers that we want. Customers are like, well, Joe Blow down the street does it for, you know, $15 and and it's part of the, you know, if we do the repair, it's part of it. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Well, He's lying to you. Care, Zach. <laughs> We're just, yeah, exactly. But, but, but that being said, like $85 for me, $85 yeah. for me within my smaller service area is a perfectly reasonable service call for me. Now, that doesn't mean after the last couple of days, I'm not mm-hmm. ready to jack it up to $95. Because we got some <laughs> yeah. more customers yeah, that need to go. I'm gonna try not to. I'm gonna try not to get fired up. But we do have a few more customers that. Um, well, they kind of <laughs> encourage this topic to happen as well. So, but reasonable is whatever it takes. Like you have to understand your cost of doing business. I'm not the greatest at it. Right. I don't understand 100 percent the cost of doing business. But I roughly know that I can roll a truck, cover my staff for $85, okay? I know I cannot survive on service calls. If you're trying to survive on service calls and you don't, this is a whole nother topic, but yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive down it for a second. If you're rolling around and just collecting service calls, you are doing business wrong. TK did a pretty good rant on uh, the Appliance Alliance a few weeks ago. You might check that one out. Uh, tell you what, what direction I want to go now, uh, Zach. As you you uh, touched on it before, uh, important thing to do when you're establishing a business in appliance repair or any business whatsoever, but uh, what we're talking about, uh, find something that sets you apart. Anybody that has any business sense is going to tell you, find something that sets you apart. Because when you're new or existing and you're trying to grow, there's plenty of people out there. Like where I'm at, uh, I'm in a small rural community. I'm pretty much the only one in my county um, that's doing it at at this level, you know, that, that has this level of reviews, uh, uh, rating, you know, professional parents and everything, uh, and, and trying to do appliance repair only. Uh, you venture out to the next county or two counties over, which would be Lexington, Kentucky. There's plenty of people out there. Uh, some of you are listening. There's plenty of reputable Good companies out there. How does a little guy like me stand out in this area? And uh, it kind of leads me back to the other uh, Facebook conversation just the other day. Uh, Somebody was going on about um, a local company in their area 
charging $55 for their service charge uh, and $55 for their labor. Uh, and by the way, I know a guy in our community, uh, in the Alliance community, that does a free service charge still, and he talks about it proudly. Uh, it, that's one thing that they did. Some people want the cheapest service charge. Like you mentioned, Justin did it. He started out with a really low one and still has a low service charge in a big, major metropolitan area, uh, and it's working. For me, that's not my angle. My angle is... In the big city, seems like people call around, and when I get calls from the bigger city, what they tell us first thing is, you guys are the first person that answered your phone. We're talking to a person that is pleasant to speak with. And my wife, she gets really sweet online. We got that southern southern drawl. I got her from the mountains of Kentucky, and uh, you know, love her to pieces. She's she's sweeter to everybody but me. But uh, she still treats me all right. Uh, but good enough, we're going to keep her on the team for a little while. But uh, that's one of the things that set us apart, you know. And, and you know, we know Zach's a house call fan, uh, pro fanboy. Uh, I am, too, to a lesser extent. But we just recently used house call. And uh, we're sending a notification to the customer when they're scheduled, what their time frame is. They're getting a notification when I'm on my way. When I show up, I'm in a professional vehicle that's labeled. I'm in uniform, clean, presentable. We uh, we know what we're doing when we get there. We we, we have our <clears throat> we have our text messages set up to show which technician, like a, yep. a nice professional style headshot of which technician yeah, I, is coming out to their house, so they know exactly. I, I have had comments say, "Hey, I really like getting a picture of you." Uh, it ain't the picture of me. I, I mean. I am what I am, but they like to know who's coming to their house. It ain't because I got a pretty face. But uh, my whole angle for our business is we want to be the most professional, personable uh, company that you call. I might not be the best tech. I ain't. Uh, but I'm going to come and I'm going to be honest. I'm going to give you an honest effort. And I ain't going to shoot the stuff or I ain't going to BS you. It, if it don't need to be fixed, I'm going to tell you it don't need to be fixed. Uh, I ain't going to sell you something you don't need. Uh, and that's the kind of relationship that we're trying to build with our company with the relational customers. Because the customer that just wants to know how much it is and if the service fee is waived for the repair, you're going to get me wound up, I promise. Uh, but <laughs> that ain't my customer. You know what I mean? Uh, that's what we're talking about here. Find something that sets you apart. Well, and so, so for me, um, we've we've really started hitting the out of warranty LG refrigerators. We've been marketing that, and I'll tell you what, I ain't the cheapest. I have not changed my price to do sealed system work. I have not changed it at all since I started five years ago. This is roughly what I've been quoting customers to do sealed system repairs. But we are seeing more customers that want to do it because the cost of replacing has gone up. Now, they know I am not the cheapest. They could either A, try and get it done under warranty if they could get the warranty company to call them back. Or B, they could call another company that might get it done. But I have the parts on the truck. I'm going to get it done right. 
And if there's an issue, I'm going to stand behind it. And then there's not going to be an issue anymore. That's what set me apart. So I ain't the cheapest and I don't care. I've been doing this long enough that I am okay with not being the cheapest. If you don't like it, there's a thousand fly-by-night chuck-in-a-truck companies in my area. Call one of them. But this is who I am, and this is how I can stand by my quality. That's what sets us apart, right? And so those are the customers that we go for. And I'll tell you what, since you guys have been here, I've had eight different customers go, I don't care. And dump the money on the sealed system repair. Just in a short time span. It's basically been one a week. Part of, part of it, and, and we could talk about this on another topic someday, uh, but selling the job. I'll tell you what, uh, Justin Gandy gave us that little seminar in our mastermind uh, about selling the job. It practically changed my life. Uh it, it's it's all about the soft skills. We talk about TK having it, and and Justin's Justin's got it down, and, and it helped me turn my business around too. Uh, you know, one one thing, relate to your customer as soon as you get there, right? Uh, we're talking about relational customers. They want an experience. Show that you're a person as soon as you get there. Uh, diagnose the problem professionally. Explain the issue. I like to tell what I found, why it happened, in my best opinion, and why what I'm going to do is going to fix it. And I'll tell you one thing that I've been really having success with lately is the Samsung refrigerator repairs. I've been marketing that. You talking about the uh, LG refrigerators? My deal is the Samsung refrigerators with the ice maker issue, the warm fridge, fan buzzing, uh, water under the crisper. I like to call it the trifecta. And if a customer has any of the any of those three, I'll try to sell the other two uh, in the repair. I discount the labor because there's there's so much to do with that. Like you're talking about cost of replacement. When you're talking about a Samsung fridge, yes, You'll be hard-pressed to find somebody in this group that will recommend you buy a Samsung refrigerator. They are drunk until they prove otherwise. But if your customer has already bought one, would it be better for them to spend eight or $900 to fix every known issue with that refrigerator in one shot or go buy another one for $2,500? The fact is, they're decent refrigerators after you fix those problems. And they can be fixed all at once. I do it in about an hour, hour and a half, all three of them together, and, and make good money. And, and it's a fair price. Of course, we direct them to uh, Samsung, see if they can get some of that credit money uh, from the lawsuit, because uh, we ain't scamming anybody. I'm going to do the repair, but I want them to know how to get their money back. Well, and that's it. That's it too, right? Like you're not scamming anybody. I, you've watched me. You were with me in a house going. This refrigerator's covered under warranty. I have the parts. I can do it, but it is not going to be under warranty. I will walk away with the service call right now. And you can try and get warranty out here and, yep. you know, no harm, no foul. I totally understand. I have no problem with you doing that. 
Yeah, honesty. That's what sells the job for me. Every single one of them goes, you know what? You are honest. You are confident in that. Like, you've walked in this house. You showed up. You have the parts. Everyone else that's ever come to look at this fridge runs scared. And you go, no, I know exactly what it is. I know exactly how to fix it. And if there's an issue, I'm going to stand behind my fix. That's the kind of thing that sets you apart and builds the relationship with your customers. Uh, And you know what? Sometimes you lose a little money, uh, being honest, in the moment. But I guarantee you. In the moment. I'll tell you, if if I was tracking stats, I wish I could. I got 124 reviews on Google, and I would bet you more than half of them came from no repair. Service charge only, honest, telling them it's not worth it. Go get you another one. You need to start tracking. You need to start tracking your walks, brother. We started tracking our walks, and it's life changing. I track my walks, but I don't. I haven't been tracking the reviews compared to the walks. That's an easy one. Just just search the name. That's an easy one. That's an easy fix. You got the data. But I guarantee you, it's the majority. As most of the people that are so excited are the ones that know I'm not just taking their money just just to be taking it. If you are, if you're one of them, TK talked about it in that rant. Uh, shame on you. If you're just trying to go out there and take their money, then that's wrong. Now, if it's not a worthwhile repair, I'll offer the repair, but I tell them I'm going to offer you the repair, but I'm not selling it to you. If you want it, I'll do it, but I'm not going to convince you to do it. You consider this. And when I'm talking about walks, uh, we all get to cut the question from the customer. What do you think? Is it worth it? Is it worth the repair? I have a little process that I go through with each customer. Uh, Three questions. How old is the unit? Is it in fairly good shape otherwise, uh, aside from the repair? Is it in clean, good, usable shape, uh, or is it beat down? And lastly, the emotional part. Do you like it? Do you like your appliance? Are you, you can't stand it? Are you looking for a reason to get a new one? Then get a new one. If you like it and it's been great for you, very rarely, Nowadays, uh, manufacturers ain't making good products now. But but if you like it, then put some money in it. Uh, but but the th- deal is part of the relationship. I'm having a conversation with my customer on a one-on-one level, two grown folks talking. It's not a business and a customer. It's just two people talking, giving them good, solid advice, helping them think through it. And if it is that they want to buy one, buy a new one, I'll recommend two or three places where they can go buy one. I'll, I'll hook them up with somebody to come pick up their scrap. You know, uh, Doug Shear talked about that uh, once on a roundtable. Uh, be, be that one-stop shop. Help them all the way through the process. That's what they're paying for. That's what sets you apart. There's a fourth component, right? Oh, yeah. There's a fourth component to what you're talking about. So all three of those, I do exactly the same thing. I don't say it exactly the same way, but I, when they ask me, 
what do you think? I go through all three of those. Now, there is a caveat, okay? The fourth component is... It kind of goes along with, do you like it? There is going to be a point in a repair where you as a technician... It could go either way, yeah. right? And I will tell the customer, this is my final phrase to them. You are at a point in this type of repair. I cannot answer that question for you. You have to answer the question. Right. Yep. I will proceed. I will not proceed, but it's entirely up to you. This is not a decision that I can make for you. More often than not, when you give them that power, they will choose to repair if it's something that you, they're going to mirror it, right? So if you think it's something that they should repair, you're giving off that vibe, they're going to repair it. Not, I'd say nine times out of ten. If you think it's crap and you don't believe in it, Remember, I said just just a few minutes ago that most of my customers, when you walked in, you were confident, you knew exactly what was going on, and that's why we went with you. That's why we chose to do this repair. Because I came in knowing, gosh darn well, that I was going to repair that fridge come heck or high water, right? And I did it. I exuded that. They responded to that, right? Now, if I walk in a house and I'm not confident in the repair, and I've I've shared with I've shared with my technician Tony this. I've called him on it before. And you guys kind of did too when you were in town. If you walk into a house and you don't seem comfortable, you don't seem confident, and you aren't sure of that repair, I've done it myself. I am sure you've done it too, EJ, where you're just you know. But you're kind of, yeah, well, you know, here's what it is, and you're just kind of matter-facting it. Whether you say it or not, that you're not comfortable, that you don't think this is a worthwhile repair, they will respond to that vibe that you are giving off, and they will not repair it. Now, if you think it is a worthwhile repair, but you are not comfortable, and you are not confident, and you don't, you're just not sure how to do that repair that's going to come off the exact same way as you don't think that repair should be done. And they're going to turn it down nine out of 10 times. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a thing. I don't know how to explain it or uh, teach it. I I wish I can. Maybe I'll figure it out, but it's just a tone that I use personally. Like if, if I'm not sure about the repair, like, you know, we've got to, we've had those repairs where, you're pretty sure this is what it is, but it's really hard to really say for sure. Uh, and, and, you know, you could probably go in another 30, 45 minutes and be certain. Or you can order the part that you're pretty sure about it and come back and do it uh, all at once, right? Uh, I have a different tone. And, and you know, it kind of hits where you're talking to. Uh, there's times when I'll, I'll say, look, Here's the deal. Here's what's going on. Here's why I think it's happening. Here's why I think it's happening. This is an educated guess, a very educated guess. I'm going to let you know this is what I want to do. I do believe in it, 
uh, to the point that if it don't work, we're going to make it right with you. Because now this might be controversial to some people. I've found that I need to, in my area, get money up front. If I don't have the part, I take the full payment, same day, and then I come back. Note, I come back. Uh, if it doesn't fix it, I'll give them a refund. If I can't fix it and make it right and they end up wanting to quit, I'll give them their money back, all but the service charge and maybe, depending on the situation, some of the labor. Uh, but they know they know going in that that's where I stand. Let's talk about that real quick because that's what got me hot this past day. <laughs> Sometimes it is appropriate to keep the labor in addition to the service call, right? I had a customer that I diagnosed it. I went out of my way to attempt to get the part the same day, wasn't able to pull it off, okay? Put the part in, whatever. It was two days. It was shipping or three days shipping. Got it there. Got the part in. It actually came in. I added them as an extra call. I went out of my way to make sure this was done correct. And they only paid the service call first. And then it was part and the remainder of the flat rate and um, tax on return. Okay. Now, in this situation, the only thing I could do was plug the new control board in and wait for it to cool. It was 80 degrees and humid. I wasn't going to get an answer any faster than I got an answer. I did amp draw tests on startup. I did amp draw tests running. All expected for roughly 80 degrees and humid weather. Okay. Very clearly explained. Hey, you should see cooling in about eight hours. You should see normal operation in about 24. If not, call us. We'll come back out here. We'll get it checked out. 23 hours later. Yeah, it's still warm. Okay, you know what? I got. I'm in the area. I'm gonna squeeze you in. We'll. We'll. I'll get back out there. I get it taken care of. That's another thing. Try and get to your recalls as fast as you can. Sometimes it's not feasible. Sometimes you literally. There's just no way you're going yeah, to be not. able to get Especially it done. Especially refrigerators day. or leaks. That happens, but then they better be your next call the mm -hmm. next day, right? Like we try and prioritize the recalls as much as we can. Sometimes it doesn't work, but we try. So I squeeze her in, and I go back, and I realize she has a sealed system issue. Now, from Jump Street, they hated the fridge. Remember, we talked about transactional customers, and we talked about customers that they want it for this price, and that. Well, I advised, I said, if you don't like this fridge, and you only paid X amount of dollars, and you're looking at this amount for the repair, by all means, walk away. I might have the part. If I have the part today, great. You're out the door. You're good to go. If I don't, you can just walk away with paying the service call, and that's that. They made the choice to go forward with the repair. I did the labor. I did the checks. I came back on the recall the same day they called in, found out I had a sealed system issue, took the part back because the part that I was changing was a control board and has a core. So I had already taken a board, and I had to take my board back, blah, blah, blah. Gave the refund promptly. She received part and tax back promptly. 
I received a tirade of text messages that even made EJ mad. And EJ don't get mad, but he was getting riled up reading these text messages. That is not the type of customer you want. That is the type of customer that you... And I tried my best to steer them away from repair, but ultimately they made the choice. This is another piece of pricing. This, it, If you haven't watched the podcast on flat rate pricing, go back right now and watch that podcast before you finish the rest of it. But flat rate pricing, pricing yourself. If, if you are going to do a service call that you don't want to do, you don't believe in, and you are not happy with having to do that job or deal with that customer or whatever the case is, then you better get paid for doing it. This is a situation where I should have said, you know what? Just go buy a new one. I Flat out, I am not going to do this repair. Go buy a new refrigerator. And or priced it to the point where it was so ridiculous she wouldn't even considered it. Although she probably would have still taken even it. So like it. <laughs> you have to... Yeah, you read the text messages. She probably still would have taken it and she probably would have been even madder. But, but... You have to learn to look for those clues, right? That comes with experience, and you pick that up. I've been doing this five years, and I make mistakes left and right. This year has been a year of learning, and if it wasn't for being a part of the mastermind and having these guys encourage me and share some secrets and crazy things that they've seen and done, I wouldn't know where to look, right? I've made these mistakes along. These are this is five years of falling on my face and finally learning it, right? It's okay. But know that you gotta own the mistakes. You gotta own the customers that you go out and service when you should have turned them away. Yep. If you take their money, you better stand by your repair and do the right thing. Uh, not just for your sake and your business, but for the whole lot of us. Yeah, when when you do crooked things and 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 crook customers and scam them and take your money for bad repairs and don't give any of it back, you're making us all look bad. We don't want you in the in in the appliance industry if that's what you're doing. Just do the right thing. You know, think about treat all of your customers the way you would treat your mother, or or your best friend's mom. Uh, how you would want somebody to treat them, just treat them right. Be good people. You know, the money comes. The money comes. Some some people get so worried about making the money that that they do the wrong thing. Just do the right thing. The money comes. Uh, like I said, sometimes I walk and or I advise the customer to walk, and I don't make as much money. But they call me back next time. They recommend me to their neighbors. We have a tag for that in house call. We actually have a tag for what you're talking about. We call it force a walk. Then I have a clue or Eric has a clue on the back end that the technician went, this is not a service call for us or this is not a customer for us. This is not a job we want to do. So if it's tagged force a walk, we know Something screwy was going on in there, whether it was whatever the situation was. Yeah. 
Having t- job tags, having management tags like that is really important for your business. It seems like a weird thing, but having notes, having tags, having things that are indicators, um, you know, what do you guys call them? Uh, key performance KPI, KPI stuff. Key performance indicators. So, so those may not necessarily be key performance indicators, but for me, they are it's it's data it's things that i need to know to become a better business owner to become a better manager to become a better team lead whatever yeah those are things that i need to know it's that kind of it's that kind of data that helps you put together your strategies for uh, customer screening and how how to respond to different customer situations and uh i'm a big one in management on the why why are we doing this? And if you can show these calls in this situation are not profitable, they're not pleasant for anybody, then it's easier to train. You don't want this. Uh, and, you know, especially if you got your guys on commission, uh, they should be able to see that. They'll learn real quick. Yeah. <laughs> they'll learn real quick. Yeah, they'll learn. I, uh, well, you know, I, so I had a conversation. I, I brought the text messages out. I showed the tags on the customer. I said, Hey, listen, so if we take phone calls, this needs to be the first thing that we're looking at. And I realized that I sounded like I was getting down on my scheduling staff. So I called them individually and said, Hey, not getting down on you. Just here's why, right? This is what EJ was just, here's the why. Here's why I wanted you to see this. Here's why I wanted you to hear this. Let me clarify. Okay, this type of customer is going to cause us problems, and it's going to cause further problems for you, for me, for another technique, whatever. So we want to avoid that situation. And so we were we were thinking about it, and we were talking about it. one of the dirty things in the industry. You see it all the time with HVAC. You see it all the time with plumbers, stuff like that. Oh yeah, we're booked three weeks out. Sorry, we can't service you. Well, guess what? We're in a we're in a weird era uh, post COVID, where people are willing to wait three weeks sometimes. So guess what's going to bite you in the butt? You're still going to end up with that customer. So. Back to what EJ and I were talking about, and then we'll we'll slowly start wrapping up here. Um, be honest with the customer. If you want to use this line, by all means. EJ and I were talking about this last night, and I have no problems with anyone using it. But I, I told Steph, I said, listen, here's how you're going to approach that. Uh, so I'm looking at the notes on your account, and it looks like that we were unable to perform uh satisfactorily you know we we couldn't complete the repair in a satisfactory manner for you last time so in the interest of both parties we're going to go ahead and encourage you to call another company we hope you have a great day and we hope you have good success in getting your appliance repaired thanks bye click that right there is gold that's worth the price of admission alone i'm I'm taking it that was excellent you're being honest with the customer and you're you're putting it you're putting the ball back in their court because listen the customer is not always right okay whoever said that i want to find them and beat the snot out of them <laughs> but we're not going to change it unless unless we're honest with customers and we show them where they were wrong because if you say to the customer listen 
we weren't able to perform this satisfactorily for you last time. It's in your interest and our interest that you call a different company. We hope you have great success in getting your appliance repaired. If they did something wrong, which you wouldn't be telling them to call someone else if they didn't do something wrong, let's be honest. That guilt, if they're a normal human being, is going to register and they're going to realize that they were stupid. Yep. And they're going to treat the next guy better. And they may end up calling you back. They call a third or fourth time. They might have learned a lesson. But don't be afraid to put them in the penalty box. I have a property manager. We fired her three times. We brought her (laughs) back for a fourth time. And I told her straight up, and she appreciated the honesty. I said, listen, I fired you three times. I really do not want to work with you. The instant, the instant something goes wrong, whether it's you miss a bill, you miss a model number, you miss a communication piece, you get ignorant, no show, I'm out. And we are not coming back. You are blackballed at that point. She goes, we'll make it right. Well, it'll, I promise we will. And it's been great. That was a few months ago, wasn't it? Yep. Right before you guys came up, like right, like March, I think. Part of it is you got real with her. Yep. You know, and sometimes you got to do that. Just say, here, here's what I need. Yeah, I'm going to need you to, to do your part. I was honest with her. She was able to look back and see that there were issues that they were in the wrong and she was willing to correct them. So if you're dealing with a normal human being, they're going to respond to that. Well, you're going to get some customers to get pissy pants, but guess what? If they leave you a bad review, you can say, Hey, listen, it didn't work out well. The first time we just encouraged you to call another company. We knew that we weren't going to satisfy you. And here's the one star review to show that you weren't going to, we weren't going to satisfy you anyway. So hopefully you know, we look for, you know, however you want to word that. But if they leave you a one-star review, guess what? They're going to look like an idiot in front of the world. If you respond, we knew that this wasn't going to go well, and that's why we encourage you to call someone else to begin with. We hope you found someone to service you. You know, just be honest with customers. It's it's going to make a world of difference for you. Um, it's unfortunately not natural. Because we're so used to the customer's always right and we got to bend over backwards and we got to do all these things to make the customers like us. I'm not doing that anymore. I am who I am and I'm going to be real with you and I'm going to be honest with you. And if you don't like it, there's other companies you can call and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Look, man, uh, I think it's been a good one, man. It's been fun. Uh, yeah. I think it's been uh, entertaining for everybody. And, and I'll say this, uh, some of you are going to agree with a lot of this stuff, and some of you are going to disagree with some of it. Uh, we love y'all. Okay, We want nothing but the best for all of you and all of your companies. If you got any comments or questions, hit us up on the comments section. Uh, join the Appliance Alliance Facebook group uh, if you ain't been blocked already. And uh, let us know what you think, you know. Uh, we're, we're just here for you. If there's something you want to hear, uh, something you want us to talk about, uh, let us know. 
Well, thanks for coming on, EJ Magic Mike Johnson. It's always fun to chat with you. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, having having a conversation with uh, TK in the near future. Um, so hopefully his internet is all sorted and uh, we can get the three of us on to have a little rant and prattle. Uh, oh, it's always yeah. a good time. Hey, speaking um, of that, Virginia Beach is coming up. We're going to do a podcast from there, ain't we? Yes. So uh, at the at the time we're recording this, Virginia Beach is still in the future. At the time this is out, Virginia Beach will be in the past. So um, we'll be recording. We will be recording some content while we're in Virginia Beach. So while you are watching this, I will be probably editing the Virginia Beach content. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it, guys. So anyway. As always, like, comment, subscribe, share, check out the Appliance Alliance Facebook group. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. There's a ton of groups. We have a ton of resources. Check it out. Um, and I think at this point, appliancealliance.com should be live. The, the Appliance, appliance the T-H-E, ApplianceAlliance.com should be live. Feel should free to live. Feel free to put the the in capital letters if you want. This is the only Appliance Alliance. And then Lockout. screenshot it, <laughs> screenshot it and tag us in it because yeah. that'd be fun. So uh with that, we're gonna wrap it up. Thank you guys. Again, like, comment, subscribe, share with all your friends. Appliance Alliance Podcast, signing off.